0: A,
1: podca- <clears throat> a podcast network
0: keeping your mouth shut and you like saying the right thing and you like good for you like and there's a lot of people that want to do that yeah. you got to realize in our group in the industry that we're in not everybody is wants freedom most people don't right. they're terrified of it they want a boss they want fucking tasks you know here's your task here's the scene write three jokes he gets home, the <laughs> girl's there. he doesn't know now you gotta write a bunch of jobs it's like they want a task uh-huh. and it so that that gives it you know there's there's they need that infrastructure and i I just don't want that, not if I don't believe in it, not if I don't think it's fine. that's the problem yeah, yeah, I
1: have to I have to believe in it not but if like, I don't think it's good the industry though that's just like. I get really frustrated the closer I of a look I get at it because I'm just like you've all invented jobs for yourselves. Yes, exactly. And you're just like you just you're just there in my way, taking vacations. Like but you're just, not, you just here's the it, thing, they're not
0: in your way, right? So that's the thing you got to get to. You realize that they're actually not in your way. They're not even in the picture. They're like in the picture, but. You see them, but you—they're they, you, not. Their
1: features sure. aren't defined. But I mean, you know? like, if I want to, uh, you know, just sell in a their, show in their perspective, it's like, yeah, like I want to sell a show. And They're like, so all he, right, well, we yeah. have to set up the meeting. And it's like I can set up but a meeting. He, yep. you why got, do you yeah. have to do it? He're, and why do I have to wait for you to get back from your two-month holiday <laughs> right. to do it? Like, just give me the email address. Do man. you know what the real mindfuck
0: is? You got. I know a, a guy right now who is making minute-long videos in Florida. They were funny and Bill Burr and all things comedy just snatched a guy up and they're going to go try to sell a show and they're very close to selling a show and he's just making minute-long videos from Florida.
2: That's what I figured out it's right. just you have to make your own content, build yes. your own fan base, and fuck them. And then they come to uh, you. you get the money and make your own shows, put them on the internet and monetize them yourself and actually people will watch them because cable is dead. That's how I felt by the end of trying to sell Mormon in the Method. Yeah. The vibe of the people in, the, in Amazon – uh was people that have that are quickly becoming irrelevant and have no fucking idea what they're doing.
0: Well, it's also like they're irrelevant to us, they have relevance to other people. They they don't care like the way you care. You always gotta realize that, right? Right. You care like you have to them this is just a business. Imagine if you worked at TGI Fridays and you went back into the kitchen and you're like, you know, These quesadillas aren't even that good. The cheese is like half melted. The guacamole is kind of warm because it's been sitting next. People be like, dude, who gives a fuck? Yeah. Are the people eating them? Yeah. Yeah, they're quesadillas. You're working Friday. Like, they don't give a shit. They're just pushing money around. They all have houses and pools. They don't care. All right, um, we got to get started because I oh, have someone I else we coming in at four. I thought we were starting. Oh, I thought this
2: was oh. it. Yeah. This thought, is oh. it. Are we starting? I just hit record. Oh, okay. Yeah, oh, okay. that's what the I thought. Right. Were going. Well, no, so. but we yeah. need the full hour to okay. get into this other thing. <laughs> Go. Go. Hard theory stop. Theory stuff.
1: Okay, my bad.
2: If you put a Mormon and a man, together,
1: this is what they sound like.
0: So, read our friends, listen to them talking to
1: Mike. We're
2: Welcome to Mormon and the Math. Welcome to
1: Mormon and the Math. Head. we here have we Tim are. Dillon Tim here. here. So honored to be here. Thank you.
2: Yeah. Um, Thank so you I attempted to explain a conspiracy theory a couple episodes back, and I butchered it. So I was yeah. like, "We'll get Tim in here to, to explain it articulately." And that is the CIA pedophile bribery blackmail. How did you bungle system. it? I said it pretty much how I just, just nailed just it. Just <laughs> then. Okay. CIA
1: pedophiles <laughs> bungalow system. Yeah. Well, All right, I just think in general when I talk, like most people that want to talk about conspiracy theories uh, have nothing substantial to talk about. They're just like paraphrasing a cracked article that they read once six okay. years ago. Yeah. And then you like, when you pr- you're you like, you try to press them on it, they have nothing. And Jess is like, my man, Tim. My man, Tim, yeah. has, is, is steeped in research, yeah. on all of these things, I'm pretty He's deep. He's the one to talk. I'm to. I'm pretty
0: deep in the in it. Um, what is the
1: question? Uh, I don't know. I get, we 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 were talking about Epstein, right? It was all started because of... Jeffrey we were, Epstein. Epstein. Yes. Sorry, uh, uh, we were talking about him, and uh, she was saying that you know, if you're going to be a global rich elite, we have to have video of you fucking a kid. Uh, well,
0: so <laughs> it doesn't hurt. <laughs> but
1: here's, the kid. here's
0: what I think it comes down to, right? Every intelligence agency on Earth, including the mafia, which is uh, organized crime, right? So if you look at organized crime or you look at intelligence agencies like the CIA, like the Mossad in Israel, like MI6 in, in the UK, uh, whatever, um, their, their main goal is is to extract information from people. That's what they do. They're in the information business. They want to get information from people. One of the ways they get information from people is having leverage on those people because you have to incentivize people to give you information, especially when they might die if they divulge secrets to you. If they tell you something that they might either spend the rest of their life in jail because they violated some act where they weren't supposed to divulge information or they might be killed if they tell you these things you need a a good amount of leverage to get that person to talk right so if I, if you work for the Mossad or you work for a, an intelligence agency and you and your goal is to turn somebody of another agency or an asset or you know an asset being somebody that might not they don't work for the CIA but they they indirectly do you know they didn't go through the program they didn't do that. but an asset is somebody who like an intelligence agency might see a guy and go this guy's very well connected he's very rich yeah. he can connect us to people he could connect us to uh, people that we need to get information from this guy is a good kid which is if you look at Jeffrey Epstein very wealthy friends with uh, the trumps the clintons republicans democrats somebody like Jeff- Jeffrey Epstein is often called an access agent because they're like even though he didn't work he doesn't you know he didn't go through like CIA training or Mossad training this is a guy that can provide you access pretty easily to the wealthiest and most powerful people on earth you know so you you it, it's a leverage game why is and 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 leverage is blackmail you're blackmailing people to give you the information that you want. You're blackmailing them. And now how do you blackmail somebody? You obtain information on them that is damaging. Well, what could that be? It could be that they use drugs. It could be that they uh, are having an extramarital affair. It could be that they cheat on their taxes. It could be that, you know, what is that dumb movie, I Know What You Did Last Summer, where yeah. they hit the fucking guy, you know? Yeah. You know, that. but that that's it. It's yeah. really I Know What You Did Last Summer. Here's the photo. (laughs) A 14-year-old. Yeah, here's the... Right. Here's the photo to prove it. Here's the video to prove it, which is why Epstein's... uh Mansion had all kinds of photo and video stuff there. They had all kinds of equipment to record people. That's why uh, in the 19, late 80s, early 90s, the Franklin scandal in Omaha, Nebraska, where it was figured out that they were, there was an interstate pedophile network being run by a guy named Lawrence E. King, who had also embezzled $40 million from the Franklin Credit Union. He spent some time in jail. He was peddling kids to wealthy and powerful people all over the country. But in the lot, 80s? In the late 80s, yes. Yeah, specifically to Washington, D.C. There's a big article in, the, I think it was the Washington Post or Washington Times, the front of the paper was, call boys take a late night tour of White House. Call boys take a late night tour of White House. I mean, that's literally an article. And and, and so, and what was that about? What are
1: call cool boys? Call
0: boys are, you know, they're they're rent boys. You they're, they're prostitutes, male prostitutes. So they take a tour right. of the White House. This was in the late 80s. And- you know, a guy named Craig Spence uh, was running a, a male prostitution ring. Deborah Jean Palfrey, this was a little later, was the Hollywood madam. She was ended up being killed. She again. Killed herself after telling everyone she wasn't suicide. You know she wasn't yeah. suicidal. She killed herself. Craig Spence ended up killing himself. Jeffrey Epstein killed himself. Man, there's a lot of suicide. <laughs> there's a lot of depression. If you run, a if, you, if you run, uh, whether it's pedophile, whether they're of age or underage, if you run a sex ring that services Washington D.C. elites, it's high very, risk for suicide. It's high risk for su- suicide. It's very very depressing. But a lot of this has to do. With getting leverage on people huh. and and people basically you know, it was described like this. I had a guy on my podcast who described it like this. He goes, When you're on the boat, let's say it's a when you're on the boat, you're given everything. You want cocaine, you want booze, you want drugs, you want pills, you want prostitutes you want above age you want underage whatever you want you can have when you're on that boat okay but you got to do what we want you to do you got to make the deals you got to vote for the bills in congress that we want you to vote for you got to take the fall you know on certain things politically if we if we need that to happen and you got to go explain to your constituents that you're you know doing something that doesn't benefit them at all like you're we own you but if you try to get off the boat we will kill you like if you try to get off that boat you're done because you're in deep And your entire career, you got to realize how many people in Congress and the Senate, their entire career is owed to either one billionaire or a uh, company or another politician. Or, you know, people don't just, you know, there are certain people that organically build a name for themselves, but a lot of people are given a push early on and then they owe. And, and and so that's what the sexual blackmail thing is. It's been used forever. It's been used. The, the mafia pioneered this. CIA took this from the mob. The mafia did this uh, as a way to extort people. You know, you realize you can't kill everybody. But if you have leverage over them, it's very easy to get them to pay you uh, extortion and, and things like that. So that's kind of where we
1: are. And so that, yeah, within, then with Epstein. Yes. Uh, he seems like, yeah, that would be a, a good guy to to get information from because you know, look at all of his friends, all these well, rich powerful e- Epstein's friends. Epstein's
0: a guy that I think ran the like Epstein's a pedophile. He's been a pedophile forever. Um, he became very close with a guy named Les Wexner who was the head of Victoria's Secret. Les Wexner gave him a $70 million mansion in Manhattan. He gave him a castle in uh, New Mexico. And you know, all the Wall Street Journal, all these articles are like, how was Les Wexner duped by Jeffrey Epstein into giving him all this stuff? (laughs) Les is, he's just such a sweet guy. How could a guy that, because he owns Victoria's Secret, they're like, how could a guy that sold bras to women be friends with a guy who victimized so many women? It's like, (laughs) <laughs> Did it ever enter into any of your heads at the Wall Street Journal that maybe Les and Jeffrey have a have a pathological relationship? <laughs> Which they clearly fucking do, right? So Les Wexter gives him all this money, and he starts managing Les Wexter's money. Jeffrey Epstein's a pedophile. So Jeffrey Epstein's a type of guy. And then enter Jislaine Maxwell, who's Jeffrey Epstein's best friend, whose father, Robert Maxwell, worked for the Mossad. It was the subject of Seymour Hersh's book about being a, an Israeli intelligence asset, also mysteriously died on a boat. Robert Maxwell was a media mogul in the UK, similar to like a Rupert Murdoch here uh-huh. in America. So Gislein, his daughter, knows everybody, and she becomes Epstein's best friend. She knows... Because Epstein, again, pedophile and had some money, but wasn't in at the heights of society like Gislein Maxwell was. Gislein was a UK socialite. She knew the royal family. She knew all the celebrities. She knew all the big business people. She knew political figures from all over the world because of her father. So you get Jeffrey Epstein, you have Ghislaine Maxwell, and then you add, you got a private island, and then you got a plane called the Lolita Express that's going around. You can kind of put together. So Jeffrey <laughs> Epstein is running a blackmail operation. Now, was it for the Mossad? Was it for the CIA? Was it
1: who knows? Are you believe that he was getting kids and doing all this stuff to, because there's an organization that directing him to get leverage on all these people?
0: Yes, I mean was there any what the 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 argument is is there one organization telling him or are there several? You know? Because there is no argument that he was abusing kids. There is no argument that there were very powerful people at the island, and there is no argument that there was surveillance equipment there. So whatever was going on was being he was
1: keeping did tabs. Do we have did like when they raided his island, when they raided his New York mansion. Yeah, they waited I for know, him to die. Right. They
0: waited for the FBI waited yeah. for him to die before they raided his island.
1: But did L O L Did they <laughs> did they grab... Does there? Do we have video... Did, did the FBI have videos of people fucking kids? Um, I would
0: imagine that all was clear. If the FBI did, they don't care. I mean, the FBI mm. would hide them. I mean, the FBI killed Martin Luther King. I mean, the FBI is not an organization of people that are like... I'm sure there's good people that work at the FBI, but the FBI has done many, many things to cover up, many, many things. I mean, the FBI, after the Boston bombing, came out and said, we don't know who these people are. And the Russian intelligence goes, you absolutely know who they are. We told you who they were because they kept going back to, to Dagestan. You know exactly who they are. And then the FBI's like, oh, our bad, you're right. We did know who they were. And then it comes out later that the FBI had actually like tried to recruit both of them as informants and definitely had a relationship with Tamerlan Zernayev, the older brother. and that. And then the FBI goes and, Accidentally kills a witness. Tamerlan's one of his best. I'm sorry, friends. Wait, tell,
1: I don't know this part at all. Yeah. What?
0: Well, the boss you know, the Boston bombing. Yeah. Yeah. So the Boston bombing, there was two brothers, Ta- right? Tamerlan Zernaev and Do- 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 dokar Tsarnaev. <laughs> and I remember mean, the cute one, yeah, the cute one. And uh, the FBI right afterwards was like, we have no idea who these guys are. And then Russian intelligence was like, that's completely untrue. We let you know who they were. And then the FBI revised their statement and went, oh right we do know who they are and then they basically admitted that they had tried to recruit tamerlan as an informant and and by try probably meant succeeded so you go from an organization going we have no idea who they are to oh actually we do know who they are (laughs) and we tried to recruit them as an informant but
1: what's the wit who's the witness that they accidentally killed
0: the fbi accidentally killed and i forget the guy's name but it was a guy who was friends with tamerlan janive and they interviewed him and they said that he went and reached for something and they interviewed him in his apartment ended up shooting him dead so, this is true. This Jesus. is a fact. This is all facts. You can look it up. You can Google Jesus. it. They didn't interview him in an FBI field office. They obviously, they took his handcuffs off. He was such a threat that they just let him sit with his hand. And then he ran and he grabbed something and they shot him dead. So, I mean, when you talk about is the if the yeah. FBI found... He has the, to
1: see my gun.
0: <laughs> yeah. We were just showing it to him and it went off. I mean, the idea that like if the FBI found the tapes, are they going to make their way into... Uh, you know the, the the hands of people that then yeah no, then not nothing's no, going to happen because it could be in, in very embarrassing for our country you got to think bigger like it, it could we, genuinely weaken there's an argument to be made i wouldn't buy it because i want people to be brought to justice but the fbi would say this would hurt our national security if it came out that ex presidents of ours were fucking kids on an island it would be bad for us so i wouldn't look to the fbi but whoever has those tapes maybe they were destroyed i don't know who has them but you're not they're not going to come out and here's the other thing why do you think the deep fake technology now is everybody's talking so, about deep everyone's like look at they can make this guy sound it looks and sounds like him but it's not so when whenever god forbid these tapes do leak they're going to turn around and go oh it's a deep fake that's not Hillary Clinton eating a child. <laughs> it's a deep thing. I mean, it'll all you know, it's all gonna
1: Jesus Christ.
0: But there's I nothing you can die. really do. You the that's the, that's the you yeah. can't do anything. That's the problem. Conspiracy theorists think that you're gonna win or that there's gonna be a series finale <laughs> where you're gonna get everything you want. But what is really gonna happen is it's like a soap opera you get bored of watching. <laughs> You're like, "Oh, this guy fell in the ocean again, and now he's back, and now yeah. he's again, and he got lost at sea. I don't know if you ever watch soap operas, but they have ridiculous plot points. You're yeah. like somebody's husband gets lost at sea because he goes to Hollywood tries to get movies, that doesn't work, and then eight months later he comes back, and he's like it was th- he comes back to the show, yeah, <laughs> so that's kind of exactly what happened with Epstein. You were like, Oh, now he's back, now he's in jail, now he's dead again. was was any of it ever real? Did any of it matter?" <laughs>
1: This is all just a Bill Clinton fever dream. <laughs> it,
0: yeah, and 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 that's that's Dude, what it the is. The painting, the painting yeah. of Bill of Bill is... Clinton in a blue dress. <laughs> yeah,
1: which is kind of like Jeffrey Epstein saying, "You're my bitch. I right. own you. Yeah, I fucking mm-hmm. own you. Exactly what it and is. And I guarantee you. What a funny like I can't imagine like the the thrill he would get showing that painting off to people. You know, just yeah, like man. just coming to see and you're like, yeah, it's Bill Clinton.
2: God, what a weird environment. Can we talk about nine eleven? Sure. Um, sure. What was it?
0: Well, here's the thing with nine eleven, right? So recently there is this <laughs> fire department.
1: This is what he has to do every like whenever he comes to my house. I'm like, yeah.
0: what is this? I know but usually Well
1: first of all, I just like I would just like to say, um the just that that's this opening intro about Epstein and the child sex stuff. Uh, it's the m- most convinced of anything I've ever been like, well, but it's I, not, you're very you, but you it's are not, as advertised but here's
0: it's the thing it's not a con- like what about it is a conspiracy like I, I'm trying to understand what about it doesn't like what about it would be controversial would you not believe that CIA agents would entrap people would you not believe that they would tolerate the abuse of children i mean they overthrow governments all over the world they sure. murder children. we murder we take death squat we we take death machines and fly them over pakistan and blow up kids playing soccer so the idea that i mean For i sure. try to understand like what about it would even be remotely controversial <laughs> they don't care about human life at all we sell black kids to private prisons
1: so it's like what what is the thing that everybody has the problem with? I don't know, but for, it's just the little it's the little facts and the little details that you have and present yeah. that make it so much. Because I like I, I've had conversations with people who are, who just say that stuff. We're like, yeah, well, of course the CIA could kill, and I'm like, yeah, yeah I guess so. No, but like, I, I have. But it you be like, out, this yeah. person died on a boat. This person, blah blah blah. Yeah. you know that's.
0: Yeah, it's all out there, man. A nine eleven. convincing. What's very interesting about nine eleven is recently this conservative fire department in Franklin Square, which is a town right outside of Queens on Long Island. These are not hippie, dippy type of people. These are conservative uh, men and women that live in Long Island that are, you know, well, I don't know if they're politically conservative. They're certainly temperamentally conservative. They're Long Island <laughs> firefighters, right? They just called for a new investigation into 9-11, and it was, the media did nothing about it. It was kind of interesting. They literally called into a, a new investigation and said, because they were all dying of all of these you know, horrible uh, ailments that they got, because the government said the air was safe down there, and the air was not safe at all. Right. Um, so I think, th- you know, I know that they- Was
2: it from breathing in explosives? or Well, I don't know.
0: <laughs> there's a reason they called for a new investigation. I think that some of their independent experts had said, there's something wrong here. Yeah. And I think now more people are opening the idea after Epstein and after all the things that you've seen, after all the things that you've seen them do right in front of your own face. This guy's on suicide watch, now he's not, now he's dead. Uh you know, the guy who was what accused What of the
1: Kevin Space the Kevin
0: Spacey, Kevin Spacey accuser? accuser just got dead.
2: Dead. dead. Yeah. They're not even trying anymore. They're not even trying.
1: And so nine nine eleven. Oh, fuck it, mask off. Uh, when,
0: you, when you look when you look at nine eleven, dude. Here's what I always tell everybody about nine eleven. I do not know what happened. I am not one of these people who thinks there wasn't planes. I do think it is very strange that it was able to happen the way that it did, where you know our air defenses were compromised. We had war games that day that had all the jets somewhere else. They couldn't intercept any of the planes. Um, you got to realize the morning of 9 11 had a war game called Vigilant Guardian, which was simulating a hijacked airplane flying into uh, the United Nations in New York City. That was the war game that was happening on the morning of 9 11, which is why a lot of the air traffic controllers were like, hey, is this real world or exercise? So I will say this if it wasn't a conspiracy or there wasn't some, the terrorists got very lucky to pick a day.
1: Well, the, I. Yeah. The yeah. thing, the part about 9-11 that yeah. gets me, like, a lot of it, I'm like, I feel like a building could fall down, sure, I yeah, feel I mean, like I'm that little not, building yeah. could fall down. The Pentagon really gets me, and that's well, what I, I, yeah, I Pentagon lived in Maryland is, at the time, yeah. and lots of our uh, parents were... Worked in D.C. Some yeah. of our parents w- worked at the Pentagon. I remember that morning, all these kids being called down to the office and stuff and uh, because their parents worked at the Pentagon. I, know, right? I was so upset
0: so, that I didn't get
1: called. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was like,
1: oh, they're fine. They never had jobs. At m- they never had meaningful work. Ah. Um, I uh, find that the most suspicious. Be- uh, well, the- Building
0: Seven's also odd. Building seven wasn't hit by anything and just collapsed at freefall speed. That's very strange. Is it, but couldn't something like fall down? I mean, th- is some that, is that, is, that like a down is that what uh, we're doing? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, but think about that. Like, think about that. Couldn't something have? I mean, building seven fell like a controlled demolition at freefall speed, and supposedly it's because fires. From the other building, like, blew into building seven and then it just burned all day. But if that's the case, well, why weren't there other built Why wasn't that happening in the other building? And you're telling me that the building just collapsed. I mean, the building literally collapsed at free fall speed. Very strange. Also, the Pentagon, there's only one photo of the plane, there's only one video yeah. of the
1: plane hitting, and it's very strange. And it's very, and it's very sketchy. Very and sketchy. The, uh, and it's just this one section of the building, which, and they said that that plane was trying to find the White House. That it was supposed to crash into the White House is what they want to do, and it did. It did a couple of loops, and then and then comes comes down into uh, the Pentagon, which is fishy because you have a. This is after this is after the other plane has already hit uh, the tower, and you have another uh, hijacked plane circling the fucking White House, just like coming around, (laughs) and like we haven't scrambled anything, like no one's getting this plane yet, and then he's like, I guess I'll just fly it into the Pentagon. And uh, you just like I don't it just doesn't make any fucking sense. I, I think that as we
0: as we get older and as it's less of an emotional thing, people will start to look at it more critically. You gotta realize how emotional it was for a very, very long time and that people were not willing to look at it critically and now I think people are gonna look at it critically and go, What was going on?
1: Yeah. So we they recently, and by recently I mean like uh, in recent years, they said like, oh, we have this gas station security cam footage of this plane hitting the Pentagon, and it's just like. A
2: fr- uh, are there not cameras all over the? There Pentagon. were
1: eighty cameras on the Pentagon. I mean, there should
0: be <laughs> so many different <laughs> angles of that plane hitting the Pentagon. There should be so many different angles. I mean, aren't there security cameras literally all over DC? Right. Like, I mean, but I mean, it's two thousand one. I'm sure. Listen. I know that there's a lot of people that have put a lot of effort into saying that everything happened exactly how it happened. I don't think that's the case, but I can't tell you what happened and how it happened. I will say that it's very odd that a few things that have always struck me as odd. the Pentagon, um, Building 7 falling without being hit by anything. Literally nothing, and if you poll Americans, most people don't even know that Building Seven fell. Like right. a lot of people, they fart.
1: How big per- is Building Seven? It's a
0: huge office building in Manhattan, massive, and a lot of people don't even know that it was hit. So it's interesting to me. Um, I think that you, and then you start to look at, you know, what happened after nine eleven. I mean, the Patriot Act, you know, five war, like. You just start to look at this, you know, five trillion dollars of money that evaporated from the Pentagon. Nobody knows where it went. I mean, is that
2: the section that got hit? Was um, where that file was
0: kept? Well, yeah. Well, no. I mean, I'm talking about during the wars. Wasn't five that, trillion went missing. I mean, just think about that.
2: Wasn't that
1: section of the Pentagon empty? I think it was just it, it had I, just
0: been reinforced. Actually,
1: okay. It had just been reinforced. Um, Casualties were low at the Pentagon.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's one of those things where I I look at it. 15 of the 19 hijackers were from Saudi Arabia. There was this guy, Philip Marshall, that wrote a book about 9-11, and he said that he thinks that the people that flew the planes into the buildings were actually trained intelligence assets of Saudi Arabia. They weren't just random guys. They were trained, and they had training. And Philip Marshall, then, after writing that book, killed himself, his children, and his daughter. <laughs> He lived lived in Calaveras (laughs) County, California, which is five hours up. Swear to God, suicide. Philip Marsh. Yeah, Philip Marshall. I'm looking it up. And Philip Marshall killed his two kids and his Shih Tzu, (laughs) and himself. (laughs) After stating writing two books on nine eleven and going down to this air, air this CIA airpark in Arizona uh, called P- the Pineal Air Airpark in Marana Arizona where it was it's a graveyard for planes you have old seven fifty seven and stuff and so Phil Marshall was basically like if anyone was going to learn how to fly these types of planes he would have done it here and he poked around there and then he ended up killing his entire family so <laughs> I wouldn't advise that
1: holy shit
0: yeah I mean, it's all there it's all and they don't kill the everyone. Big,
1: the big bamboozle.
0: Yeah. Well, he's done. <laughs> That's. <laughs> you know, Michael Hastings. I was like, ah, bamboozled. Michael Hastings uh, was a reporter who wrote uh, an article
1: where he got. Uh, Philip Marshall acted yeah. alone in killing his two teenage children, a pet shih tzu and himself, oh, after yeah. <laughs> a, his, a history of mental illness of and a messy course. split with his wife. Yeah.
2: Oh, of course. he
0: did. <laughs> Jesus, it's of so
2: course. ridiculous. Why not? Just really tell us all the people that have killed themselves.
1: What about the the kill the messenger guy that Jeremy Renner played in a movie? The guy who Michael investigated Hastings. the CIA. Yeah, he's. Little, oh, oh, that that was another
0: guy. That was uh, that was uh, that was the guy that wrote the book. Um, I think that was. Didn't the, he shoot himself twice in the head? <laughs> Gary Gaff. Yeah, forget what this guy's name was. He wrote cocaine. He wrote the book about the CIA dealing cocaine. Uh, Gary Webb. Yeah, that's Gary it. Gary Webb. It. He killed himself. Michael Hastings shot himself twice in the head. Michael Hastings <laughs> killed himself. He, uh, his car, uh, high speed into a tree on on uh, Melrose, right by Austria Moza, great restaurant in in Los <laughs> Angeles that I love. He killed himself. <laughs> Epstein killed himself. I mean, they all killed themselves.
2: Uh. What are some of your... Who runs this fucking shithole country that we live in? Does somebody run the world or are there... are the real elites?
0: It's it's not five guys in a room. It's not a bunch of people smoking cigars. It is... And this is a quote from Russ Baker who wrote a great book called Family Secrets. It is society at its highest levels perpetuating itself. It is the people with the money. It is the people with billions of dollars. It is the people... With the power that own the land, that extract the natural resources, that, 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 that go into these countries and take minerals... Uh, they are the, the the people that are defense contractors, the people that are building missiles that are building blackhawk helicopters that are it's boeing it's the military it's everything it's not just one thing it's everything that's what's hard to start to realize no matter what you 're really selling i mean if you're selling rubber, the biggest uh the buyer you have is a defense department you know um we're an economy that's based and built around war and endless conflict that we drum up for any reason at all and that's how we make a large uh, section of the money that we make is because, you know, we get ourselves into these conflicts consistently and we've been doing it since World War II. You know, the war, the war just never ended. Then we had a Cold War and then we had all kinds of different wars. So keeping the war going is in- integral to keeping the economy going. And the people who are the people that are on the top of that, well, they're, they're the people that make the most money. You know, whether they're in banking or in finance or now it's tech, you know, tech has emerged as, you know, it's more powerful than finance as a business, as an industry right now. Um, And these are the people. So, I mean, and again, 90% of these people are probably you'd meet them and be like, okay, they're regular people. They have no idea what the fuck's going on. They just know that they're rich. They're in Manhattan. They're in the Hamptons. They're in Beverly Hills. Top 10 richest counties in the country. I think eight of them are, are in and around Maryland and Virginia. Well, what is it, crab cakes? No, it's war economy. Yep. It's defense contractor people like that. And you'd meet these people, and they're not, you know, they're, they're not, you know, the war, like, you, you, they're not. You'd meet them, and you're like, oh, these are regular people, you know, and they are. You know, 90% of them are just rich people, and they've sold themselves on the idea that they're rich because, you know, the, the America needs to do what it's doing, and that's the way that the world's going to work. And a lot of these, you know, and then there's 10% of people that know where the bodies are buried. And then those people are the people that are really, and I'm not clear on the percentages here, 90, 10, whatever, but I think the majority of rich people in this country are really just rich. And then I think you have a few big deal power brokers, guys like Les Wexner, guys that are billionaires, who are, you know, truly privy to some pretty, uh, you know, dangerous information if it were to ever leak out. I mean, these guys have relationships not only with intelligence agencies, but with uh, criminals. And a lot of these guys behave in criminal ways and they, they don't pay taxes and they stash them. I mean, Les Wexner, his attorney, his accountant rather, was going to have to testify in uh, a trial about uh, money being hid, offshore banking and Les Wexner's attorney was shot in the face in broad daylight I believe in Ohio right before he was about to testify. So the 10% of people that are really doing shit whether it's 10% or 15% or 8% or 5% the real people that you know then the majority of those people are just laying in the pool. You know there's one yeah. guy and he's got a few people he can call and then there's the whole family of people that are laying in the pool and you know, some wife that has a charity or maybe she... The wives are also in on most of it, to be quite <laughs> honest with you. Sorry, ladies. Yes, queen. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, I, I think the misconception is that it's like eight guys in a room. Or that, you know, we our lives are all easier because this shit's going on. We can buy dollar cheeseburgers at McDonald's because somebody's paying for it. We can... I mean, we live in a country that's insanely wealthy. And one of the reasons we do is because there's people all over the world that... Are you know essentially enslaved to produce products that we use and buy very cheaply? I mean, that's kind of what it is. So one of the reasons so it's all of us. It's, so all, it's all of us. The yeah. Whole, yeah, it's all of us. I mean, gears turning. You know, we're not you know putting a bomb in Michael Hastings' Mercedes, but we're living <laughs> easy. We're living easy. We're, we got air conditioned cars, and everybody's happy. And what is it all built on? It's built on a monetary system that, for a long time, has been America. Uh, you know, putting other countries in debt. Going to developing nations, uh, put it put you know putting all kinds of debt on them that they really can't handle. Uh, it's overthrowing democratically elected governments. So because they wouldn't play ball with our corporations. I mean, so if you're old, if you're awake, that's what it is, and you just got to make peace with that in whatever way you can. But you know, you know that's what it is. I'm not saying everything we do is bad, and I'm not saying that there doesn't need to be. Like America, it's not that everything we've done is bad, but it's a fuck, we're an empire, and yeah, an empire is gonna do some things that are not good.
1: I don't know how to make peace with it. Like, I don't, I feel like I either have to uh, ignore it, put my head in the sand and move on, or or kill myself or <laughs> well
0: what is or, killing yourself going to do? Yeah, uh,
1: I just I just feel like immensely bad. You know, I don't think it it solves anything. But it's, uh, then I don't feel bad anymore. I don't feel anything. I'll be dead, right? Like I just, yeah. I just mean like there's a sense of shame. Like oh, I deserve that. Like I should. Uh, you know, like just yeah. I don't know what you're saying. What I think about uh, kids playing uh, football in Pakistan getting uh, blown the fuck up because the you know I I just I'm like ah. Uh, yeah, fuck me. I don't want to be here right now. Yeah, I, think I don't like,
0: like. I don't like th- kids, <laughs> so I don't really mind that. But no, yeah. Listen, man. Listen, I tell people all the time. I'm not necessarily better off for knowing the things that I know or have read. Some of the books that I've read, but I, as a comedian, I do like to kind of be on Earth, like and o- aware of kind of what's going on. Listen, there are bad people out there. We do need to. There's going to be collateral damage in wars, blah, 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 blah. But let's be honest, after 9 has there ever been really, other than the Boston Marathon bombing, which is fucking weird as fuck, has there been any other attacks since 9-11? Have they done anything? Have a bunch of, like, all these people that are like, you got to be scared of Muslims. It's like, okay, but they've done nothing. There's been no Muslim mass shootings, really. There've been no coordinated terror attacks since 9/11. It just fucking hasn't happened. We all, remember right after 9/11 they were writing articles they're like, "What's next? Smallpox in the subway?" Yeah. Is it going to be Those sarin gas Anthrax. Anthrax. Yeah. anthrax, which was like fake. That they pinned that on a guy who ended up killing himself. Like that was totally fake. They were like, "Is it going to be sarin gas?" What's it going to be? And then we had that threat level. They're like, today, the threat Orange. level is burnt sienna. It was such a psychological thing. So but, bad. Terrorist,
2: terrorist, terrorist, terrorist. And terrorist. then you fucking, what?
0: we're 20 years out, and you're like, it's not real. Yeah, None of it's real. Yep. Ice, Remember ISIS, all the beheading videos, all the videos, had all this great production quality? They're like, ISIS is coming here. Yeah. And then <laughs> now there's no ISIS.
1: You yeah. tell me, it's just fake. Like, we're what, being manipulated. What was weird about Boston bombing? So what was
0: weird about it is you had the FBI come out and say, and Michelle McPhee wrote a book called Maximum Harm about this. You had the FBI go, we don't know who these two people are. And then the FBI had to revise that statement completely and go, well, we actually do know who they are. And so, It's always weird when – now probably what happens is this is how the FBI catches people. They go and they create informants. Like the FBI will go into a mosque and hand the guy a bomb and then try to arrest him because he had a bomb. That's what the FBI does. That's, huh. that's how the FBI operates. The FBI hangs out and. Uh, chat rooms and pretends to be pedophiles they try to get people to say that they're going to do uh, things against the government and then they arrest them they entrap people entrapments how they operate so what they were probably trying to do with these two guys is they're probably trying to recruit them into something like that and now obviously if they're doing that and then a bomb goes off and american citizens get killed what happens heads roll FBI directors fired. A lot of the principal guys are fired. Maybe there's a huge congressional investigation into how they recruit informants. You got to realize the FBI doesn't want any of that. They don't want oversight. They don't want people basically uh, taking a microscope and looking at what they do, how they recruit informants. Um, You know, but so So did did those kids have a. It's like Whitey Bulger. They let Whitey Bulger go out and order hits for years, you know? That's true. So you want to hear a conspiracy thing about Boston bombing. Now, this isn't. It's not a conspiracy because it's a fact, but this is just funny. Okay. Okay? I like coincidences. Me too. Right? I think coincidences are funny. And I think the level of coincidence you have to live with in America is very high. <laughs> it's very, very high. <laughs> Tamerlan Zarnaev and Dokar... Zarnayev, the two brothers who did the Boston bombing, who were, I believe, you know, one of them was killed, the other one was captured in the middle of the night, and they were hiding in a boat. Right? Did everyone enjoy the film? <laughs> and, and then they, and then they went into a trial. Did you ever hear anything about that trial? Never no. seen an interview with that kid. Right. Good. Interesting. You know why? Because they put SAMS called special administrative measures on the trial, which means that nobody could really uh, get too close to it. All the press that went in had to be approved. It, it wasn't, you know, you weren't able to put all the information out there like a how, freewheeling press. Should how do to get do. a
1: Rolling Stone cover? Well, you know. There's all the press he didn't that we were in. didn't
0: live in fucking
2: Utah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, Dokar Zarnaev and Tamlin Zarnaev, their uncle, Rusli Zarnaev, married Samantha Fuller. Samantha Fuller's husband, I'm sorry, Samantha Fuller's father, Graham Fuller, was the architect of our middle east policy for the central intelligence agency so he was a big guy in the cia his daughter married a guy Rusli zarnaev whose two nephews became m- major terrorists
2: coincidence
0: <laughs> hmm. of all the people in the world to light a bomb and an, uh, you know very interesting That's a coincidence. Now, I don't look at that as a coincidence. I look at that as uh, something to investigate. (laughs) A coincidence is if I sit on a plane next to someone who's also from Long Island. That's a coincidence. (laughs) Two guys that were huge terrorists (laughs) whose uncle married into a very prominent CIA family. At baseline, you go, oh, the CIA and the FBI were trying to recruit these guys. Yeah, Maybe they were aging. I mean, at the baseline, you go... Uh, it's a very interesting.
2: Do you think they really did it?
0: I, I think probably they did. I don't know. I mean, here's the thing, right? This is the
2: thing did I like about him is he won't like. He they, doesn't
1: like. Me uh, too. I like it. Proven. Did yeah. they have a mission statement? Did they say we did this for I, ISIS? For I'm sure they didn't. Like, I think
0: they were radicalized guys from what I from what I know. Often these people are guilty to an extent. That's the other thing. They're not completely innocent. They're guilty, but. We're not seeing the full picture of what's going on. Yeah. We're not seeing that the FBI tried to, you know, basically use these kids as informants. And we're not seeing that the government knew who they were and was conducting. And then because we might say to ourselves, well, why is the FBI doing that? Yeah. If that's going to turn out bad and those bombs are really going to go off and people are going to die, why is an organization like the FBI allowed to do that without congressional oversight and to just go in – so I don't know when people say, does this one really do it? Did that really happen? Did this really happen? I I stay away from all that. I believe that people died and lost legs. I believe all that's true. You know, I just read and I, I sit back and I go, huh, that's all because I, <laughs> I have a brain. And while I have a brain, I think I should use the brain to basically go, well, that doesn't make any sense to me. Right, doesn't make any sense that Jeffrey Epstein either was allowed to kill himself or killed himself. None of that makes any sense to me right before he was about to testify on, on potentially prime ministers and presidents. He was able to kill himself. And the reason that he had mm. to die, here's the reason. You want to hear the big reason that the Epstein thing could never come out? Because if it came out that we were tolerating the abuse of children, then everything's on the table. Then you look at 9-11. Then you look at everything and go... Well, if they're going to tolerate the abuse of children, what else won't they do? And then the answer is nothing. That's why they kill and stack bodies because of the kid fucking shit. Because they know that if that comes out, everything immediately becomes believable. And you start questioning everything. And that's what they can't have. They can't have a group of people. They can't have a society truly questioning them because you'll find out that, you know, basically pretty quickly that we're all being fed a a load of shit every
1: day. I feel like when the story first, well, not when it first started breaking, but like you know, when he was going to right before he killed himself, I spent a few days like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, just all day long, and now I'm like pretty much back to normal. Yeah, you know, and it's yeah. like that. It's like that for everybody.
2: Yeah, yeah. Would you say it was a red belt? What there were three conspiracies that you talked about on Rogan that I can't remember any of them, but they are like fact. Yeah, I not mean, consp-
0: Facts. I mean, listen.
2: I mean, um, we talked
0: about you know. You know, George H.W. Bush and, you know, the things that he had been involved with and, you know, said he didn't know where he was when Kennedy was killed. He was asked in an interview where he was. It was a Japanese interview where I asked him and Bush kind of turned white and forgot where he was when Kennedy was killed, which nobody ever forgot that. (laughs) Um, And then you found out that he was like in Dallas and you, you kind of traced his steps back and you found out that he was like, not only did he, he actually called and informed on a guy he thought killed Kennedy. And the, and, he, guy, and the guy he thought killed Kennedy was actually an assistant in his office. So it was clearly bullshit and he didn't think the guy killed Kennedy. He knew the guy couldn't have killed Kennedy, but he informed on the guy to establish that he was like, hey, I'm a good guy. Just telling you that I think it could have been this guy. So not only did he forget where he was, he forgot that he was trying to solve the crime <laughs> and none of this is really ever reported and nobody looks into this stuff and nobody cares and... Because it would really open up a fucking can of worms. It would, like, people wouldn't, you know, be kind of chaotic. Is that how he got in the CIA? Bush was in the CIA probably long before that. I mean, he was a, a Navy guy and, uh, or a pilot. He was a pilot, a fighter pilot, um, and an Air Force, a Navy. And uh, he was just probably working deep cover for that agency for a very, very long time. I mean, if you look at his resume, Yale, Skull and Bones... You know, those are the people that they tapped. And then one of the reasons that you start to see he ran all these oil companies that weren't really profitable, but if you looked at where he was taking meetings and who he was taking meetings with, there was a lot of political intrigue there. And you start putting together the pieces that oh this guy's and you you so all these big investors are investing in his oil company and you're like, Why are all these big people investing in his oil company? And you go, Oh, it's because he's a fucking made man. He's a he's a deep covered you know, asset for the CIA and he's you know, part of this essentially secret government that's created. And that's why he's getting all this funding and that's why he's able to do all these things. And he's a lightweight guy. He's a politician that no one ever really liked. I mean, he... But, I mean, this guy was Reagan's vice president and then he was in the White House for uh, four years. And then his son, who was like kind of a drunk well, (laughs) was in there for eight years. So if you look at eight and eight at 16... And then four, so 20 years of my life, I'm 34, 20 years of my life, there's a bush in the White House. And they're kind of an unremarkable family. They weren't inspi- I mean not unremarkable if you look at what they really are, but they're not inspiring. They're not JFK. Yeah. Nobody liked Bush. I mean, you know, Nixon famously called him a lightweight. Uh you know, he only lasted one one term and his approval ratings were very low and then he was beat by Bill Clinton. His son, you know, ran three oil companies into the ground and then was kind of handed the Texas Rangers and his son was an affable likeable guy. His son wasn't an idiot. A lot of people say his son was an idiot. His son was clearly not an intellectual but had this kind of savvy know-how, and, but, but again... in the 2000 election, like, he didn't
1: uh, win. Right. Uh, he didn't win.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, Russ Baker had a great point when he came on my show. He goes, you know, he was actually pretty good in the debates for a guy that didn't know any of the answers. <laughs> you know, I mean, so you look at this family and you're like, and that's what kind of led me into this rabbit hole where I was like, how did the, you know, you start reading about how these people are able to amass and sustain power for such long periods of time. And then you forget everyone that gets you know, Kennedy was killed. You know, Reagan was shot. We all forget that. Reagan was shot. Reagan was shot by a guy named John Hinckley Jr. John Hinckley Jr., okay, uh, was from a family, the Hinckley family. John Hinckley Jr.'s brother was scheduled to have dinner with Neil Bush the night his brother shot Reagan. Okay? Uh-huh. John Hinckley Jr.'s brother was scheduled to have dinner with Neil... Bush, the night his brother shot Reagan, if that had been successful, who would have been the president? George H.W. Bush. If you ever heard that, that's a fact. Look it up. It's been reported in mainstream publications. But again, that would cause you to go, what? Think of the coincidence. Big coincidence. This guy shoots Reagan because Jody Foster told him to, supposedly. Yeah. And and his brother's having dinner with the guy whose father would have directly benefited from that assassination odd <laughs> odd weird Point. what a great movie you know if that had happened in Russia we'd be like Putin's slump, you know yeah. <laughs> but we don't care. we don't care this country doesn't care we eat edible cookie dough and you know we all want to watch American Ninja Roy. Warrior people compete for insulin um, <laughs> you know, we don't we don't care I mean and we're, we're it, it will there is no hope it's not getting better these people will never face any consequences. Um, and that's just the way it's going to be. What but about? I think the real story is actually more interesting than the fake story. That's yeah. why I like the real story.
2: <laughs> what about MKUltra?
0: <laughs> MK Ultra was a program that the CIA instituted. When, when after World War II, we took all the Nazi scientists back to America. It was right. called Operation Paperclip, and we did that because the Soviets had gotten a lot of Nazi scientists too. And we're like, well, now there's going to be a Cold War. We're the two superpowers. We got to have Nazi scientists. They got Nazi scientists. We got to have them too. <laughs> so what MK Ultra was was basically a program where you had these scientists perform horrible experiments on uh, unwitting participants, many of them children. Where they would just give like a seven-year-old a bunch of acid and try to wipe their mind clear and then program them, see if they could, you know, control their mind to be an assassin or a sex slave or whatever. And uh,
1: Bill Clinton admitted this. Just, MK Ultra really just sounds like we're just throwing shit at the wall and seeing what sticks. <laughs> That's it. I don't know what's going to happen. Just give it. the kid a lot of acid. That's literally it. And it was
0: a horrible, uh, you know. And there were these. Sidney Gottlieb was a big guy, this scientist, and like. These doctors that would administer these drugs to you know, unwitting participants. And, you know, MKUltra did that. And they ruined a lot of lives. And Bill Clinton came out in the 90s and officially apologized for it. And supposedly it oh. stopped in the 70s or whatever. And it probably didn't. Or at least it's certainly... I bet they're running a lot of MKUltra-style experiments that we don't know about. And a lot of it probably has to do with
2: tech now. Were they getting the kids?
0: Colleges. Oh, with the young ones? Uh-huh. Foster care. Fuck! Kids fall through the cracks all the time. Where do you? Where do they get the pedophile kids? Foster care, drug addicts, kids from bad homes, kids that disappear. And at then they risk plant, kids.
2: They plant memories in them, they, so people who were victims of it don't even know they were victims of they it. They do all
0: kinds of shit, man. They do all kinds of shit, and uh, you know, again, this is all proven. There's, there's no conspiracy there. The conspiracy goes: is it still going on today? Which I believe. Why would it have stopped? Because we got moral. Yeah. No, uh, I, I believe that if we were willing to do it then, we're probably willing to do it now. Um, and, you know, if you if you want to be real, you know, you have, you have to look at it. You know, we did believe during the Cold War that this is going to be a war, you know, against the most powerful nation other than us in the world they were willing to do anything we had to be willing to do anything it certainly doesn't excuse it but if you look at it in the historical context i mean this is what we were doing we're building nuclear weapons we're doing i mean this is what it was so i mean you got to realize that those guys are never thinking about individual human life they're thinking about you know more than that i mean you know but that doesn't that doesn't excuse it and make it right but if you look at it in the context of the time the you know but that's where they found the kids you know i mean it was it's not good
2: yeah, bad. I feel like and this is 100% conspiracy theory speculation yeah. with no proof, but I feel like a lot of mass shooters are hypnotized. Yeah, dude, a
0: lot of a lot of people that have, you know, con, con, you know, done some mass shootings, a lot of them tried to get into the military and then couldn't. And then the question is like not not all of them, um but some of them Certainly, that that is a case, and then you wonder: maybe they didn't get in, maybe they got into another program. Who knows? And maybe, maybe these are people whose experiments backfired or whatever. I don't know. And some of these people are just sadistic and cruel and murderers, and that's whatever. Schizophrenics or whatever. But you know, there's a lot of shit there, man. Charles Manson, all that stuff. The CIA had a crazy relationship with him, like really, yeah, all of that, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you got to remember during that period. The CIA was experimenting with this Day. They were looking, they were working with Timothy Leary. They were working with cults. They were working with people that were into the occult. They were, you know, experimenting with ESP. They were, they wanted to, they were fucking with all kinds of different things. And these, you know, all, all of these disciplines, there's pretty nefarious characters involved in all these things They're pretty wild characters. So the CIA had relationships with all kinds of those people. Absolutely. Do you think they had anything to do with the murders? I I don't know. I mean, I, I I again, when you get into that stuff, I you, you don't I don't know. I mean, I think Manson was a sociopath and everything like that. But does the CIA know who these people are? Do they do they allow them to operate? Do they in you know, often cases the CIA does work with these people and knows who these people are in the FBI? knew who Tamerlan Zernayev was and knew he was a radical guy knew he was probably dangerous, but for whatever reason, they, they, they worked with him and allowed him to do things. Whitey Bulger was murdering people and they allowed him to do that. Would they have allowed Manson to do the things he was doing? I don't see why not. You know I mean? You just gotta, if there's a benefit, if he's giving them information or if they, if they feel there's some educational reason for knowing this person or, you know, if if they are able to sink their teeth into some, you know, trial of a new drug and there's there's people out there that are going to try, you know, that's what they're looking for. They're always looking for information. They're looking for bodies. They're looking for people. They're looking for people that can kind of disappear in many cases. They're looking for. So, you know, why do they have relationships with uh, very, very shady people? Why do they have relationships with Epstein? Why? Have they had relationships in the past with like the finders cult, you know? It's because they are into fucked up shit. So if you're into mind control and you're doing things like that, you're going to have relationships with people that are practicing some level of mind control. So Manson had a cult and he's practicing some level of mind control, why wouldn't you have a relationship with a guy who's kind of effectively doing the thing you're looking into doing? What is a finders cult? The finders cult was a cult that... Uh, they found a bunch of disheveled kids with the finders called uh, uh, in a park in Tallahassee they found photos of the kids like sacrificing goats they found a telex machine in a warehouse talking about moving the kids around how to buy and sell kids in Hong Kong and then uh, what happened was the, 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 the Tallahassee police found the kids, took the kids away from the finder's cult, and then they, the last page of the police report said this has become a CIA internal matter, and then all the kids were actually repatriated and delivered back to the cult. <gasps> oh, say can <laughs> you see?
1: <laughs> yeah, so,
0: I mean, that, that's all facts. You can look that up. Finder's cult, kids... Crazy shit. <laughs> Books about mind control in the warehouse. So, I mean, what do you think? The CIA, if they're if they're into mind control and they're into that shit and they're into entrapping people that are pedophiles and they're into that, then if you're a sicko and you're a human trafficker, they're gonna they have to work with you. Is Hollywood a pedophile cult? Some of it, some of it's just boring. Uh, you know, like, I think certain people that are like Hollywood's all pedophiles and everything and it's all like underground. Like, Listen, I don't know. Here's a real answer. I don't really know what goes on on the higher levels of Hollywood because I do a podcast and I do stand up. So like, do I know if you're in 10 movies and you've got $100 million in the bank, the things that you're privy to and the connections that you have, I have no fucking idea. Do they have? A, is there a lot of pedophilia in Hollywood? Yes, unquestionably, one hundred percent. Why? Because in any area where there's a lot of money and there's a lot of power, why wouldn't blackmail work the same in Hollywood as it does in DC?
1: Yeah,
0: you know, why wouldn't you want to know where the bodies are buried? Anywhere where there's a lot of money and there's a lot of power, people are looking to get leverage on each other. People are looking to. I mean, you know, so one hundred percent. I yeah, I mean, we know that there's a lot of it going on. The extent of it, I don't know. I think it's Hollywood. I I, I think DC. It's harder for people to stomach than Hollywood. Because it's easy to be like, Hollywood are all sickos, but it's like, yeah, you're from Oklahoma that you don't know as fucking kids. It's like harder for people to get their head around. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That makes sense. I
0: think there's a lot of quasi to gay people in Hollywood that are being blackmailed. I think you, I mean, you look at like things like Scientology, I think these are just high level blackmail operations. I think where you have, Oof. yeah. Yeah. I mean, you have people that, okay, we know you're gay and we're, we, we have all this information. You know, auditing in Scientology is interesting, is like, you tell everything you've ever done bad. Yeah. yeah. And now somebody has that and they record them and everything and now it's like, okay.
1: So Yeah, I, so yeah. I, I'm a I'm a big Tom Cruise fan. Okay. I really I really enjoy his movies. Mm-hmm. I like his acting. And it's so I feel like he's absolutely I mean like just the way that they'll that they push your career forward. They're like, yeah. come join, come join and we will help you, and we've got the connections. We'll get you in movies, you know? Yeah. And they get dirt on you. They get all this dirt on you, and then they give you this uh, this life, and then they tell you all you have to do is keep being our boy. Like, yeah. just keep being yeah. our boy, keep doing it. And so, like, I n- it's, it's weird. It's really weird to watch th- to watch Fallout and see him like jump out of a plane and he's like really jumping out of a plane. I'm like, oh my god, this is the height of like stunts in films. He's probably killed someone. Like he's yeah. probably, <laughs> uh, I mean, uh, it, like just in the yeah. back of my mind, I yeah. know like he does crazy fucked up sex stuff and uh, like he I, I don't he's got to have some yeah. weird weird stuff. Hundred percent.
2: All right, where can people find you?
1: <laughs> um,
0: <laughs> where can the FBI find you? <laughs> the do- the docs. Um, Tim J. Dillon, D-I-L-L-O-N on Instagram and Twitter and the Tim Dillon Show podcast. And if you want to see me live, timdilloncomedy.com. But all my dates are on the other social media networks too. If you're not a boomer, and you don't <laughs> want to go to a website. And my podcast is not all conspiracies, although they sneak in. They sneak in here and there.
1: Tim, I know we're wrapping up. Yeah. But like my last question. Yeah. Why don't you want to kill yourself? Like you know, you know all this stuff, and you yeah. s- you said like it's not really great to know all this stuff, and like, uh, but like that. The more you said, I don't know if you watched me. I just got more depressed throughout this whole episode, and I'm just like, fuck. Well,
0: what? Fuck I mean, again, world. I think it goes There's back. There's no winning. There's n- well, you can make people laugh. Yeah. You can make people happy. Yeah. Right. I mean, w- what you want, what you can't control, I mean, it is what it is. I mean, killing yourself is like the ultimate, you know. I mean, what, what does that do? You know? I, mean, I don't think that does anything.
1: I just then I feel like, I, yeah, I mean, sure it doesn't. Sure.
0: You know? It's not really.
1: My, I feel like then I'm no longer participating. My, I'm, I'm, I'm opting out of a raw deal. It's no, you stuff. don't have
0: the raw deal. Your deal's <laughs> good. Other
1: people have. I, I it what that's what I
0: feel bad about. Uh, you
1: don't. Here's I the do. thing. You
0: don't, though. You don't. None of us do. The re- Here's the reality. Here's why you don't. Right? You do want Tim. because you have to survive. Because you're not really serious about killing yourself. Because all of us have a hardwired instinct to survive. Right? So survival means you can't really think the about... The only truly
2: suicidal people are people that have information on the elites. Yeah, <laughs>
0: right. You you really can't think about everything else going on in the jungle. You have to survive. You have kids. You have friends. You have family. You have talent. And we all, listen, we all feel horrible about the state of the world, but we got to survive, man. We're hardwired to survive. That's who we are. Staying alive is kind of what we're on earth to do. And maybe it does get better. I don't know. I mean... Who knows? I, I don't, uh, you know, it's it doesn't, it ain't great. It doesn't look super promising. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, I don't know. I think if you live a good life and you treat people the right way and you don't do the wrong thing and you make people laugh, that's what I love about comedy. It's kind of like a clean life. Like, when you pay money, I make you laugh. That's it. I mean, but where it would, you know, the transaction's over. There's no interest, there's no debt peonage, there's no, I'm not going to tell you in five years, you actually owe me this amount. Like, no, it's a pretty straightforward transaction. You fucking pay me money and I make you laugh. And that's that. So that's the way I figure it. I didn't pay my parking. I didn't either. <laughs> we didn't yeah. I never pay and I never get tickets. Yeah. It's the people that pay that get tickets. I don't participate. I don't participate. You take Uber. You have, well, no, I have a car. a car. My friend gave me oh, a car. Shit. Yeah, my friend just gave me his new Jeep for a while. I just, But I never pay attention to parking laws. Anything. I don't, I it's not forget. real to me. It doesn't yeah. exist to me. I don't care.
2: I like it.
1: Fascinating. Yeah.
2: <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, usual Jessoree comedy at Instagram and Twitter. You can find Aaron at Aaron Woodall 14 on Twitter and the Aaron Space Museum with a Z on Instagram. Follow our Mormon in the Meth Head Instagram page. Also our new YouTube channel. If you want a reading, uh, Jessoree.com. Make sure to mention that you heard about it on Mormon in the Meth Head. And we will catch you next week. If you put a Mormon and
1: a Math head together, this is what they sound like. Aaron would all and just a read our listen to them talking to Mike. Mormon and the meth head, Mormon and the meth head,
2: Mormon and a, 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 a
1: podcast.
2: <coughs> a podcast network.